Welcome to Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, naturalist John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Hi, everyone. I'm John Schaust. And I am Brian Cunningham. And welcome to the Big 3-0, our 30th Woo-hoo! edition of the Nature Centered Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about baby birds. Yes, it's that time of the year. Lots of youngsters starting to show up at our feeders. Yes, John, it's all about Gen B, the next generation of those backyard birds. And you know what? You might have a bunch of little birds running around right now, and you might think, hey, are those new species? But <laughs> no, <laughs> those really are those baby birds. And we're going to talk all about today, how do you tell which ones are the new baby birds, uh, which ones are the adults? Uh, but also, if you ever had that experience of, I-, I found a bird that might need help, what do I do? Yeah. We'll talk about that today as well. All right. So stick around for the fun. Okay, Brian, we're talking baby birds today. And as always, we kind of start out our episode with a little review of what's been going on our, you know, in our backyard since we mm-hmm. last visited with everybody. And and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, <laughs> uh, but the bird activity at my feeders has been very, very sparse. But the cicada activity mm-hmm. in my backyard and in my neighborhood right. is through the roof. Unbelievable. Oh. Well, I'm I'm halfway there. My bird, my baby bird activity in general, adult bird activity is is down. But I don't have the cicadas. <laughs> and so you are, and I are live, all my baby birds at your house eating cicadas? I don't know. You know, <laughs> think about it. And you and I live what probably as a crow flies ten five, miles, five ten. ten? It's no more than ten. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the difference knew? in habitats and the difference in location is everything with these things. And you know, let's let's back up for a second. We. We, we don't want to, we know these are only in the East and we know that right. our Western listeners don't have these. And we hope you stick with us because, you know, this is, a, we talk quite a bit about our own experiences. And one of the things I do in my head is I kind of, I kind of have that list of things that I've seen in my life in nature that I just go, that is the most spectacular thing I've ever seen, you oh, know? Yeah. And I mean, like I, I went to outside of Austin, Texas to a yeah. Bracken cave. We led a group there. <laughs> we did. We did. Unbelievable watching millions of Mexican free-tailed bats come out of this cave for hours and hours at sunset. And no it, joke, millions. Yeah. I mean, it, just. It's so long. They come out. It takes so long to come out. And then you and, and I had to, to leave see, and they weren't done yet. Yeah, they were still coming out. <laughs> and, and what was cool is. The hawks and the owls and the oh. falcons that would come in and, and mm-hmm. nail these things as they were coming, you know, out of the cave and heading out to their feeding areas. And, and like a of... little river of bats. Exactly. Leaving, yeah. Going so, off you know, into the sunset. It's things like that. <laughs> to that, go feed. Yeah. yeah. So it's things like that, that, you know, like sandhill cranes. I, I, here in Indiana, mm-hmm. we have a huge phenomenon where we get about 20, 25,000 sandhill cranes that visit one of our fish and wildlife areas. And they're in about a 300 acre uh, area. At, at, all at, at one time. Yeah, all at once. The cacophony, the sound, the up in the air, looking like oh. the, the, the the monkeys and the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. flying by. You know, it's just one of those spectaculars. So oh, what does yeah. that have to do with cicadas? Well, that's kind of why we'd like to talk about it. Because I have to say, for me personally, and the amount of cicadas I have around my yard and my house, oh, yeah. this is one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen in nature. I yeah. literally, I, I, I downloaded a, 
a decibel meter, you know, that measures the, the <laughs> volume of sounds in decibels. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta share. I, I know. So what, what, what kind of, where did we peg out on decibels? 91 decibels. Insects. Just insects talking. decibels. There's so many of them up in the trees and they're all, and the, and the, the species that I have here is one that synchronizes. They just kind of create, mm-hmm. it's almost like a gigantic white noise. It's very hard to hear separate just that individuals. It's just like all synchronized and it's going from about 78, 79 decibels up to about 90, 91 and then back down. And, and we have a, we have a clip here. We can actually, you know, it's hard to record it, but we didn't make a recording. So here's, here's what it sounds like in my backyard. I bet that's really fun sitting on the back deck trying to talk <laughs> no, to one another. No, no it's not. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool, but it, it, it is so shrill. And it is so loud that to have a conversation on my deck right now is really hard to do. It's unbelievable. I, I can just hear people now, especially because cicadas are a, an yeah. Eastern North America phenomenon. People out West are probably saying, well, I, I'm glad they're over in the East. Yeah, they've been their blessings. I'm, I'm here all excited thinking uh, <laughs> this is the coolest thing and since sliced bread. And they're going, wow, I'm glad I don't have that. But what does it have to do with baby birds? Because so, it really, yeah. really does. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. When you think about baby birds and they're being fed by mom and dad, they need a ton of protein to grow. Okay. So most of our songbirds take about two weeks from the time they hatch to the time they're ready to fledge the nest. And you think about for people, you generally, you, know, you have a child and it takes about 18 years <laughs> to send them off into the world, basically. Consider two weeks, 18 years. Uh, (laughs) So baby birds need a ton of protein in a very short amount of time to to get out into the world. Uh, And so that's where the cicadas actually come into play. Lots of insects, too. But when you have this this huge insect emergence like cicadas, and I know across North America, there are different kinds of insect boons that happen at different times of the year or, or every few years. And that's when the birds can just go crazy because now you have all this really available food. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talk about fast yeah. food. And all kinds <laughs> of birds end up feeding on these things, and, and there are millions and millions. Of, yeah. yeah, like the 13-year cicada. It's every 13 years, the 17-year cicada, which this brood, brood yeah. 10, is a 17-year cycle. Yeah. They've been underground sucking on tree roots for 17 years. <laughs> and they come up and they live, <laughs> what, maybe, I mean, I've already having... Yeah, just a few weeks. I'm already just having a, a lot of them, you know, they're literally almost falling out of the sky after they breed. And that's the whole reason they're coming out in, in, uh, from underground is to is to mate and reproduce. And once the, the males are done doing that, that's it. They're done. And they end up dying right away. So uh, that's what's happening here. But the biomass, the food that is available to these these young birds, I mean, there's a, cool studies that have been mm-hmm. done, and they talk about during years of these cicada emergence, you know, emergences where, whether it's here in Brood X or anywhere else, you you the birds take advantage of that. And so they'll do more oh, nesting. Yeah. They are a multiple nester uh, where they have maybe one or two or three nests per season. They may increase or guarantee that they have the three nests this year. Or yeah. They start earlier, too, in well, many cases. Maybe- we're nature centered. It's all about the birds and other yeah. nature in your backyard, right? Don't freak out. This is a natural phenomenon. This is nothing that you're doing wrong. You're not, you know, putting the wrong food out or you're not you're not missing the bet because you're probably doing just the right thing. There's nothing wrong with your feeders. There's nothing wrong with the bird food. It is just simply 
these cicadas are providing such a bounty of food for these birds. They could care less about our feeders right now. So when we come back, why, why don't we take a look, uh, dive into the, the, the youngsters and what people can look for in their backyard in regards to identifying the youngsters and watching for certain behaviors and, and mm-hmm. actually what's the difference between a hatchling and a nestling and a fledgling and all those different terms that are thrown around when we talk about baby <laughs> birds. What does it mean? What does it mean to fledge? What's a nestling? What's a hatchling? What's the difference between those? So, um, hatchling, Brian, what would you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's a great place to start the hatchling because mom's sitting on the eggs, and when the eggs hatch, you now have yeah, the pretty straightforward, right? right? They, they're just yeah. Yeah. fresh and new. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you go to the hospital, the baby is born, boom. Uh, I mean, it's it's like the newborn. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, within a couple of days they get their their get their downy feathers and 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 uh, you know they're covered with the the uh, fluffy down, if you will, and it's kind of they're starting maybe to show a few little flight feathers or, or pen feathers here and there, and that kind of is the transition. The, the hatchling is like you saying very early on, just after they hatched, and then you kind of transition into the nestling phase, and you stay in that phase until you're getting ready to fledge. Yeah, so the nestlings are the ones who are just hanging out in the nest. That's where they live, nest, nestling. But that fledging, you think about if you fledge, you're you're leaving one area to go somewhere else. And when a little baby bird fledges the nest, they are leaving the nest and going out into the world. And that fledgling stage actually can, while they are leaving and going out into the world, during that fledgling stage, different birds take different lengths of time to kind of mm-hmm. quote unquote be a fledgling because their parents are still kind of taking care of them. And so they might be bouncing around in your yard. And this is when you start to get into, well, you can see all these really interesting and strange looking birds. Uh, those are the fledglings because a lot of times they're still, they're bouncing around. They're trying to beg from their parents. They're still trying to be fed. Some are being taught where to go find food. So those fledglings are the ones, boom, they've left the nest, they're out in the world, and they're probably still being taken care of by the parents to some extent. Yeah, like you're saying, Brian, the length of time that the parents continue to take care of their fledglings out of the nest varies by bird species. Uh, Some are very short, others are, you know, weeks. And if you're a hawk or a sandhill crane, it's the entire summer that you're taking care of your fledgling. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> or a yeah, barred owl like yeah, our bar, all summer bar all summer camp. long into the fall yeah. uh, so it just depends long. on the, the the species of birds uh, but then you kind of trans as, as a young bird you trans you'll hear us use the term juvenile bird you know it's you kind of transition into the point where you're on your own but you're not really <laughs> an adult yet and you probably you know you may look like an adult but you may not your feathers may not look exactly yeah you may yes, not exactly. act like one yet you either you might be a little like more a awkward teenager feeders <laughs> and a few things like that so so again hatchling is just when exactly it says when the eggs hatch first couple of days they're a hatchling the rest of the time that they're in the nest they're a nestling 
when they get ready to leave the nest and leave the nest and are still under their parents tutelage if you will they're a fledgling and once they get past the 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 test stage with the, with the parents and they're kind of on their own <laughs> right. we're into that juvenile stage of life for those birds if they're bouncing around in your yard what are some of the clues to really pay attention for to find out you know is <laughs> the hatchling and nestling are going to be easy they're still in the, the the cavity or on that nest but now that they're fledging and juvenile what can you look for to, to help give you clues about them you get into the southeast part of the u.s you have the brown-headed nuthatches which also have a species cousin out west mm-hmm. called a pygmy nuthatch these are just the most adorable <laughs> little birds uh they just they're like the size of a chickadee and they love to be around pine trees both species well, I got to see these brown-headed nuthatches and because we're we're at my in-laws and they're, they, they've got a new place. They're like, let's put up a bird feeder within one day. We had nice. a great species yeah. of bird show, yeah. which is phenomenal. One day, boom, all these birds, brown-headed nuthatches, were bringing two babies. And I could tell they were babies because some of the behaviors that they were exhibiting one of them was they were following mom and dad. It was like they were, <laughs> they yeah. were on them like yeah. they were their shadow. They are like, I'm not leaving you alone. You go somewhere, I'm there. Do not leave me. I, <laughs> you are my food source. I am going to trail you like nobody's business. Yeah. Uh, so it was really, really neat to watch. They are following everywhere. They land on the deck rail. Uh, maybe show, show up in the deck rail. They so, jump over onto the... Yeah. The so, so, Brian, when you were watching those youngsters, was there physically... To tell them apart from the adults, what what were some clues that if you hadn't seen the behavior, what would have been clues in regards to just separating the two from, you know, by physical characteristics or field marks, if you will? I was kind of, mm-hmm. I, I could see a difference. They, they, they all, they had the same plumage, mm-hmm. the same look as the adults, but I kind of equate it to like, you get a young adult, you know, like a teenager, young teenager, they're trying to figure out what kind of clothes do I really want to be wearing? Mm -hmm. What kind of look do I like? A lot of times they just might even look disheveled. And that's what these little baby birds looked like. They had the same coloration patterns as an adult, but it was almost like they were still fluffy or disheveled. Um, Little extra feathers kind of sticking out here or there. Yeah. That's one thing people should, should clue in on. Not only is it the behavior and there's, we'll talk more about all the different behaviors to watch for, uh, besides just shadowing the parents, but appearance is actually kind of a easy thing. If you learn what to look for, I, mm-hmm. my daughter-in-law sent me a photo, uh, last week <laughs> of a Robin, <laughs> but it, 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 it was a young Robin and <laughs> had all this, the spots right? <laughs> on the chest. And of course the rest of the coloration was very drab in comparison to an adult bird. And she literally didn't recognize that it was a robin and she wasn't you know familiar with the fact mm-hmm. that they have all the spotting on their chest as a as a juvenile so it's it's some of those field marks it's some of the the color that many times mm-hmm. the coloration is just much drabber and duller than an adult bird uh, sometimes it's the feather length especially the tail i know you and i have talked about that in the past the tail length on oh. some of these juvenile birds it's the tail feathers are the last ones yeah <laughs> Sometimes yeah, exactly. there's no tail. <laughs> uh, but those are the last things to, you know, to uh, grow fully uh, to their full adult size. And so you, you will look for that. Uh, and if you ever see a little bird trying to fly in your yard over to a feeder or to a branch and 
their tail end is dragging <laughs> while they're trying to fly. Pardon me. <laughs> it's because their tail feathers haven't grown out yet, and they just yeah. can't steer well because those tail feathers help with steering yeah. Yeah. and with lift. So, so it's it's there's those things like that's, and, and that's one of the things too. A couple of those are not all fledglings share this characteristic, but they some of them do, and that's sometimes the the bill, the gape, the the width of the bill hasn't. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wider on the juveniles, yeah. and, and it, it trims down as they become adults, and and uh, so it, and sometimes the coloration of that gape and, and you know the the space mm-hmm. between the upper and lower bill is is a different color than you would see on an adult. So that's one thing that you can look. Sometimes for. it's yellow. And another weird thing on some of these birds is is the eye. Not all of them, of course, but some of them, the mm-hmm. eye kind of looks like oversized. <laughs> you know, like what is that? You know, the, it's it's I know, the, the big I know. eyes of wonder yeah, as like they see the new world. Right? What it is. <laughs> <laughs> so these are just a few of the things, and again, it's a lot of fun to kind of educate yourself and really watch, really pay attention to what's going on in your feeders now for the next couple of months because. I guarantee you, oh, if yeah. you keep a good eye on your feeders, you're going to start picking up on all these juvenile birds. And they are just a riot to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. about some of the behaviors, Brian. You were oh, talking about, yeah. about uh, you know, hanging hanging like a shadow with the with the adults. But, you know, they've got a lot of other behaviors yeah. that are, one, being very awkward. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> They're still learning to fly. They're still learning to land. And, of course, you would expect that, but you wouldn't normally yeah. think of it. So being awkward like that while they're bouncing around. Um, I was leading bird walk this last weekend. We knew it was a family before we even saw them. Mm-hmm. We could hear <laughs> this incessant chatter and this constant, just the little chickadees yeah. doing the, and there's little squeakings and the chick, 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 chicks. And then we, <laughs> we almost saw something was wrong with the woodpeckers when we heard them. Because the red-bellied woodpeckers, it sounds like they're always looking for Chuck in the woods. <laughs> there, Chuck, 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 Chuck. And, but it was like yeah. four or five of them. And so if you imagine mm-hmm. two or three juveniles all going, chuck, 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 chasing mom and dad because they'd land. And when we got near them, we could, we were watching them and <laughs> they're all exhibiting another behavior, not just following them and not just, just that incessant chatter, but they're, they're perched and they're leaning in towards one of the parents and oh, the wing little flutters. wing yeah, flutters absolutely. and absolutely. pay attention to me and I'm hungry and feed me. Does yeah. sound familiar yeah. to anyone who has kids or grandkids? You know, the other thing you watch <laughs> for too is once, once they're kind of past that shadow stage or that, that fledgling stage, and again, it doesn't last more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't last more kind than a couple of weeks in most of our backyard species. Uh, but they're still awkward. They still don't have the skills in many cases to land on different feeders and different food sources that we have in our backyard. So one of my favorite, I love the woodpeckers, as you well know. And, you know, landing on our tail prop suet feeder is not a difficult thing for most of them. They, they master that pretty quick, but it's funny to watch them explore and try <laughs> to, you know, well, I've never tried a tube feeder before. Maybe I'll see what's in that thing. And they come over and try to land on a tube feeder and they're just as awkward, like, whoa, I'm ready to fall off. Yeah. It's fun to watch that kind of behavior in the backyard, and, and you absolutely know at that point, boy, there's a youngster. You know, he's he's, he's got some learning to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's 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 that whole nother season of being able to enjoy the birds and you don't get a, another yeah. time of year yeah. to be able to watch those kinds of behaviors and for me one of the cool parts is to know the foods that i'm feeding can actually help them All right. Well, I think maybe uh, what we actually need to do is, uh, and I think we've talked about it a couple of times, but I'll be honest with you. I, we cannot talk enough about what people should do during this time if a baby bird ends up on the ground in front of a nest or whatever it might be. Because yes. you and I both, Brian, you know, we've, we've been doing this a long time and I've I cringe. I literally, I had, I got a, my, my wife has a very good friend and, and, uh, her husband was at work and they found a, a young titmouse uh, a couple of weeks ago and they found a young titmouse mm-hmm. and his heart was in the right place. And he thought it was abandoned and he, you know, brings it home and, you know, calls us to what, what do we do about it? And it's like, take it back, you know, put it, put it back if you can in any way, shape or form, put it back and put it in a place where it's going to be safe. Take it back. If not, uh, here's the name of and number of our local rehab person that does bird rehab. Uh, you know, so we need to really. Most definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, number yeah. one and number two right there, right? If if you found a bird yeah. and you're like, I think it needs help. It could be a baby bird. It could be a juvenile bird. Maybe, maybe it looks like an adult that might need help. Number one. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Just watch it. Watch it as long as you can. And then John, like you said, I mean, if you can't just leave it there, maybe there's yeah, they, a nest nearby. You know, there's mom. The odds are overwhelming that mom and our dad are still taking care of that bird. That bird is mm-hmm. a fledgling. It's come out of the nest. It right. may not be fully flight capable yet. But if it looks like it's got yeah. all the feathers, it's it's probably still yeah. being taken. And care of. and so that's the best case scenario. Let nature take its course. Let mom and dad have that. Mom and dad have the best shot at uh, uh, continuing to raise that youngster and, and let's, let's not interfere unless we're absolutely sure something has gone drastically wrong and, and that bird truly does need our help. And then you, you right. seek a professional. And if it you does. find the local wildlife rehab center and they are the ones that know how to take care of those types of birds and, and successfully raise them and get them back out into the wild. Yeah. And all of our Wild Birds Unlimited stores across the U.S. and Canada, contact your local Wild Birds Unlimited store. They have all the contact information for the local wildlife rehabilitators that specialize in songbirds. And if you don't have a local Wild Birds Unlimited store, then you can also check our show notes. Uh, We'll have a link in there about how you can find one in your area. Wherever you are, please rate and review us. Give us those those comments. We love to read about them. We've got some more fun episodes coming up too, as we've been planning them out. So stay tuned, but give us your feedback. Fun stuff. And, and we really would encourage everybody, you know, we're really coming into one of the most exciting couple of months in regards to watching birds in your backyard and all these youngsters coming around. And, oh, you yeah. know, one of the things that's been fun for you and I is that, you know, as the podcast, we're on our 30th 
episode of the podcast. And as the podcast has grown and we literally yeah. now have thousands and thousands of listeners and we're, we're finding it fun that we're getting people listening in all parts, not of just <laughs> North America, we're getting people in South right. America and Europe and Asia and all kinds of stuff. So across the Middle East as well. And yeah. UK. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So a little shout out to all of you. Thanks yeah, for listening. Absolutely. And, you know, except for the cicadas that we talked about today. Because <laughs> 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 that's truly just an Eastern North American phenomenon. But everything else, for the most part, in regards to what we've talked about, about young birds, nestling, mm -hmm. fledgling birds, uh, does apply no matter what part of the globe you're on. So Bird nutrition is bird nutrition. All right. Yep. And they all have to grow out their feathers the same way <laughs> with the right kinds of nutrition and the right time of year. <laughs> All right, Brian, I think we've uh, messed around with this enough. I think it's time for us to thank everybody for joining us for our 30th oh, yes, podcast uh, episode. Next time, we're going to let nature tell us what topic we're going to talk about. So until then, we're going to let nature also be our guide. And please take care and be safe. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nature Centered. To subscribe to this podcast, for show notes, or to connect with the Wild Birds Unlimited store nearest you, visit wbu.com slash podcast. Until we meet again, take some time to relax, enjoy the birds, get out in your backyard, and stay nature-centered. <laughs>